Hello, everybody. I'm Tommy D, Sports Director at the Tennessean, and I am joined by my cohorts. Adam Sparks, Vanderbilt Beat Reporter. Gentry Estes, Sports Columnist. And we are breaking down the doors, but this is a special bowl edition, which Vanderbilt's not going to a bowl. But we're continuing to pick every game. Uh, we've been picking every SEC game against the line, as set by BetMGM.com. And now we're picking every single bowl game. And this edition will take us through December 28th, which includes the opening round of the college football playoffs. Last week of the uh, regular season, or I guess this was championship games, conference championship games, I went 7-4. and And I'm 77-51-2 on the season. Adam, you went 4-7. and Ugh. 68-60-2. And and Gentry, you went four and seven, and you are sixty and forty-four. Should I go ahead and get the gift cards? For yes. Lunch? Well, yeah. Well, no, you have to go there and watch us eat. I think you can order your own, but you don't have to eat. But you have to watch. Okay. Say, for instance, me eat if I win at all, which okay. I think I might. But these bowls could turn everything upside down. I am ten and four on my picks of the week, which is the premium pick, the one we would bet on if we could only bet on one game. Adam is nine and five, and Gentry is want want want. Three and nine. So you're good at picking games, but you're lousy at picking games that are the right games to yes, pick. Yes, this is a trend that is carried over in our NFL picks as well. Yes, no spoilers. But um, we will start December 20th with the Bahamas Bowl in Nassau. The Bahamas uh, Buffalo, which is not the Bills I just discovered, is five and a half point pick over Charlotte. I picked Buffalo because I thought it was the Bills. Uh, Buffalo is good at rush offense, rush defense. They don't allow many sacks. They'll win the line of scrimmage. They'll win the game. Okay. I went with Charlotte uh, because I like Will Healy and think he's doing a good job there. I do think he is good, doing a good job there. He was one of your picks of the weeks that won. That's right. Yeah. I like um, Will Healy. Yeah. So, move along to the Frisco Bowl. This is also on December 20th. It's Kent State versus Utah State, Frisco, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas. And I'm the odd man out here. I picked Kent State because I'm just all about that Mac. I once covered a Utah State game where a six foot seven offensive tackle pushed a ref and then flipped off the crowd and got ejected, and that was fun. So why would he get it? Why would he get ejected? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, if he did that in a wrestling ring, and had to was... uh, get his own way home. Utah yeah. State did not take him home. That's a true story. Right. Uh, so Utah, picked, go ahead. Utah so, State is an eight and a half point favorite. If I didn't say so. Yeah. So I, I got Utah State covering that. I do too. They, they're good quarterback in Jordan Love, and he's going to play in this game. So. Okay. December 21st, the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta is Alcorn State versus North Carolina A&T. This is a big uh, HBCU showdown. There's no line on this game. I'm going with North Carolina AT&T, A&T, AT&T <laughs> North Carolina A&T, because they have made kind of a tradition of winning this thing. Yeah, they're 3-1 and one in the last four. This is their fifth straight in this game, so they'll win it again. Alcorn State. A and T doesn't want none. It's not. It's not Acorn State. It's Alcorn State. <laughs> Alcorn State. Yes. Steve Alcorn. Steve, I know. I know. I'm just Steve McNair <laughs> playing for yeah, Alcorn State. If he was, I'd be going the other way. I yeah, saw him I play in college. That's that's what you remember from that is definitely Steve McNair. I saw him throw for I think it was four bills and run for another hundred and a forty-five to forty-five tie at at Samford. Ooh. So I said that guy can play in the NFL, and it turned out to be true. I, I truly do believe Alcorn State's in a better conference, though, and that's you're probably right there. All right, same day, New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque. Central Michigan versus San Diego State. San Diego State is laying four and a half points, and we all like San Diego State with that West Coast vibe. Really good defense. 
If you look at they've been pretty good for a few years. If you look at their numbers, their defense is really good. Yeah, I like defenses and bowls, and that's why I like San Diego State. Okay, we'll move along to the Cure Bowl in Orlando, and we got Liberty against Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern is given five and a half with that option offense, and I like them. I went Liberty because, Tommy, you're going Georgia Southern, so I've got to be different than you in some games. Yeah, and okay, is, you got some ground to make up. Yeah, and, and, and to beat you, I put my trust in Hugh Freeze. I can't think of a better guy to put my trust in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that – Liberty's going to score a whole lot of points, and I don't know if, if option, they don't get the ball, if that option keeps well, them on the sideline. Is, I don't know if an option offense can keep up, and they're, Georgia Southern's also five-and-a-half-point favorites, and I didn't really like that. Liberty is my favorite schedule of this year. I don't know if you noticed. They played an, a home-and-home home with North Carolina – excuse me, New Mexico State. Like, in the same season, they played a home-and-home. Home. I wish everybody did that. I don't know why, but I do. Boca Raton Bowl down in Florida. We got FAU, Florida Atlantic, against SMU, which is given three and a half points. There's no Lane Kiffin in this game, but these two teams, this is the highest scoring bowl of the season, I, I assure you. they. I wouldn't be shocked if we broke 100 points in this bowl. And I'm taking SMU mainly on the coaching factor. Yeah, same. FAU's in flux right now, so I went with SMU. Yeah, but they basically get to play this game on their campus, and that's why I go with Florida Atlantic is they're going to be at home, and they they get three and a half. So, All right, move along to, to the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. And Arkansas State is given three and a half points to Florida International, which should not be confused with Florida Atlantic. And we all like Arkansas State. Somebody tell me why. Sunbelt takes this these games against Conference USA games very seriously. This is a this is a conference to conference competition. The CUSA didn't care about Sunbelt does. That's why I picked Sunbelt team Arkansas State. Good enough. Las Vegas Bowl, Boise State against Washington. Washington Huskies laying three and a half points and we all like Boise, but they're not even playing on a blue field. So what why is that, Gentry? Not why are they not playing on Bluefield. We know that because they're not playing at all. One of the most surprising announcements here in the last month of college football to me was Chris Peterson stepping down at Washington. That's a good coach and a coach who I think has done a very – has done a fine job with that program. I know they weren't great this year, but Washington has become a relevant elite program again uh, more often than not under his watch. Uh, He's playing – this would be his old job, right? Yeah, Washington. This would be the Peterson Bowl. Yeah, them playing Boise State. But I think that was that had to be an out of left field kind of distraction for the Huskies. And what what is going to be a tough game anyway? Yeah, that's the team was in the playoff a couple of years ago, a few years ago. Move along to the New Orleans Bowl. Appalachian State given a whopping seventeen and a half points to UAB, which got completely dismantled in their conference championship game, which they made. I think Appalachian State's really kind of a top twenty-five team. I know they've also had a coaching. Uh, they promoted coach. a guy though, right? Players are going to respond to that. I think so too, and I just think UAB's really kind of not a lot of tra- not not a lot left. Uh, they're kind of wobbling across the finish line, and App State's a really good football team. Yeah, I think the only hesitation of picking Appy would be is their name, but if that was. Michigan State, we would say Michigan State easily, and that's and they're just as good this year. So happy they might be better than Michigan yep. State. We should have make that the bowl. Can we call up and make changes? And at changes this point? to the opponent. I think we should be allowed to make like two swaps. You know, I don't like mid major versus mid major. By the way, I like major versus mid major. So there's room for that, and we do have a little of that. But I also think that really doesn't work very well in selling tickets on a lot of cases. I mean, I don't know that we all want to see. 
Alabama against Kent State. Well, actually, I've seen that game. You don't want to see that. I've covered the New Orleans Bowl before, and Tommy, I'm sure well, both of you probably covered Sugar Bowls before. Yep. And the players after those games are pretty much allowed, especially for the winning teams, allowed to just roam free <laughs> after after those games, especially if they win. And they usually, often the losing team was roaming free whether they were allowed to or not before the game. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. We've seen that, too. December 23rd, the Gasparilla Bowl, which is in Tampa. See, that apparently has something to do with pirates, but I thought it was like a root beer, but that's sarsaparilla. I thought that was a character in the Looney Tunes. Is that? But that's somebody says sarsaparilla. Who says that? Somebody in the Looney Tunes. <sighs> that's a good point. I think it is, the, it, Yosemite Sam yes, or somebody yes, like that. That's it, right. It is a pirate festival in Tampa, and I only know this because I did a bull picks thing where I kind of was like, "What in the world's this?" And somebody actually responded with a very detailed email telling. Do they me exactly do they drink sarsaparilla and, and the Gasparilla festival? They should. They, they should don't. serve it at the yeah. bowl. Do you know what a sarsaparilla is? Have you ever had one? It's kind of like kind of a root beer it's type. Like non carbonated. Yeah, something. Like. It's kind of a root beer type thing. It's probably the closest thing to. It. Anyway, we have Marshall playing uh, Central Florida UCF. Another seventeen and a half point line, and I think that's just too heavy. Um, Marshall gets the late cover here. I think UCF has a had a little bit of a pattern of getting ahead of people and then the the other team closing the gap later in the game. This is another one of my. I got to pick different than Tommy games. And, and you UCF, did a fine job of it. Yep, yeah, I did. UCF scores a lot of points, so I'm just hoping they score more than 17 and a half in addition to Marshall. So I took UCF. I agree on that. Okay. The points angle with, uh, with with Marshall, I think 17 and a half is too much. I'll tell you what, the next bowl I, I like a lot about it. Um, December 24th, so it's, it's Christmas Eve, and the Hawaii Bowl for many years has been played on Christmas Eve, which I like because I like to have a football game to watch. On Christmas Eve, and it's I think a little later, maybe goes into the evening, and I think they they sewed up a good matchup. They signed it early with BYU against Hawaii. I hate it when the home team has to play it; it doesn't get a bowl trip. You know, you earned a bowl trip, and you get to play on your own field. But that's the way it goes in Hawaii. BYU's laying two and a half, and Hawaii's been a pretty decent team this year, so I'm going with them at home. Yeah, the old Hawaii offense is back now. They can put up points. They can move the ball, and the fact that they are at home, I, I went with Hawaii. June Jones run and shoot, although June Jones isn't running the run and shoot there anymore. December 26th, the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. Louisiana Tech, which is another hometown team. They're from Ruston. And I think, do they play their home games at this stadium or used to play some of them, maybe? It's, it's, Ruston's not very far. They may maybe have before, but no, I think yeah, they, they have their they have a stadium. That's on I twenty. That's on that's less than an hour away. But it I is in the same row. That whole yeah. area. yeah yeah. So um, Miami has given seven and a half points, and this is your major versus mid major, and I like the mid major here. A Louisiana Tech. I think they've been really good this year, and one I, I don't think they've lost many games but they lost their quarterback for a portion of the season and that's when it looked like they weren't so good i believe he's back now la tech is five and oh at home this year and this is close to home so that's why i went with la tech so miami is a seven seven and a half point favorite at six and six in a game it's basically a home game for la tech that miami will not care about at all i think la tech wins is big okay you don't think they're gonna raise a banner and have a special parade in a day after for winning the Indy Bowl. I think they're surprised they got in a bowl. I didn't be honest. Till we picked these games, there were some teams I didn't think would have even gotten in a bowl. Miami might have been one of them, and Florida State absolutely was one of them. How'd they get in a bowl? Uh, 
that somebody had to. So, yeah, you said in New Orleans after the game, all the players go out and, and hit the French Quarter and everything. In this, they go across the river and hit the the, the fans. The they hit the casino. Yeah. Either for the buffet or to gamble or both. I've covered one Independence Bowl, and, and there are not too many places more depressing than one of those <laughs> casino buffets on Christmas Day. Especially I've been there. Been there I've seen that. football players eat that, and they weren't, like, thrilled either, but – Oh, Alabama, I cannot remember his name, had a six foot nine, three hundred and fifty pound lineman when you didn't weren't seeing a lot of three hundreds at that time. And he came back with two plates, like his hands were as big as the plates that were piled like half a foot high, one of which was just prime rib. It was like six slabs of prime rib prime rib. It was that was worth the bowl trip, quite frankly. He needed his calories. Exactly. His energy. Growing boy. We move along to the Quick Lane Bowl. I don't know what that means. I don't think Lane Kiffin's playing, but um, it's in Detroit. And it's a decent little matchup uh, in another mid-major versus non-major, um, mid-major versus major. Eastern Michigan against Pitt. Pittsburgh given 10.5 points. I think Pitt's kind of a, a team that some people have slept on this year that was pretty decent. They have some talent, and I don't think Eastern Michigan's in that stratosphere. I know nothing about Eastern Michigan, so I went with Pitt. That's the only reason. All right. And Gentry, you picked. I picked Eastern Michigan. I think the game being in Detroit. Also, if you look at Pitt's season, they're they're pretty up and down and they have, they're I don't I just don't think they're very good. I, I think this is one of those scenarios where the game's gonna mean a lot more than one team than the other. All right, December twenty seventh, the military bowl in Annapolis, Maryland, where Navy plays its home games. But it's North Carolina giving five and a half points to Temple. Temple is a decent team that beat uh, Memphis, I believe, and uh, handed them their lone defeat. And so I'm taking Temple in the points. Mac Brown's going to be really cold. He's really old. So <laughs> here's my today I learned. This past weekend I learned that the Philadelphia, which happens to be where Temple is from, is not far from Annapolis at all because I went to the Army Navy game. There you go. Another reason. Which to pick is in Temple. Philadelphia. Yeah. So I picked Temple. And. I'm rethinking this a little as I look back on my picks, but I I, I like North Carolina all season. They almost beat Clemson. They they kind of they showed out in did. that game, and ever since then I've thought they were a pretty good team. That's, that's about all I got there. Yeah. Two teams have the misfortune of playing in the pinstripe bowl in New York City in a place that was not built for football in a city that doesn't care about college football. And Michigan State's given three and a half points to Wake Forest. It's a good bowl trip for the – Probably for the players, but definitely for the fans because New York City is kind of a neat place to be. I'm not sure you want to stay near the stadium. But I'm going with Wake Forest mainly because I don't think Michigan State scores a lot of points, and I'm getting a few here. I think this game at least feels like it's a big stage because of where it's played, and therefore I'm I'm going with, I think, what's the more established program. So I went with Michigan State. Yeah, I agree with Adam. I think Michigan State in the ballgame. I know they haven't been great this year, but that's still a – High-quality program in Wake Forest isn't, hasn't been that great this year. Okay, move along to Houston for the Texas Bowl. Now, this is always a fun – this is should be a fun bowl and usually gives us fun matchups because you get the SEC against uh, Big 12. And in this case, we have Oklahoma State playing Texas A&M. Texas A&M's giving five-and-a-half points. There was a point or two this season I thought, boy, Texas A&M's pretty good and – then the next week they would lay an egg, and I'm going with Oklahoma State because I think they've got a good offense, and I like the I like getting points. I think that's understandable. Uh, the A and M has been tough to figure, and they, they've when, when they've played well, they they should be good enough to win this kind of game. I don't think Oklahoma State is that great, this, but uh, th- this 
I didn't like the five and a half. I picked A and M, but this one I wasn't sure about. I I think it could be a close game either way. Yeah, I'm also not very confident, but I went with SEC bias, and A and M's defense isn't bad, so I went with A and M. Our next bowl is the Holiday Bowl in San Diego, which I've always heard is a really good bowl, a fun bowl to be at for the fans. It's a great city if you haven't ever been there. Iowa is giving two and a half points to Southern California, the Trojans. And we all like Iowa. I think the under-over is five. Iowa has a good defense and a very good pass defense. And a good run game. Yep. And USC likes to throw it. They won't be able to throw it much against Iowa. And Southern Cal, I still think, may not know what happens with their coach. Yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, one one report aside that was um, poo pooed by another person in the same <laughs> same publication. Coach is gone. No, he's not. We'll see. I, I don't think Southern Cal has any any really care about this game. No, and if things go bad here, I think that could still be on the table with it. That's just not what you want. That's mm-hmm. not a good setup against a pretty good team in Iowa. Okay, we move along to Phoenix for the Cheez-It Bowl, which I just like because it's the Cheez-It Bowl. Air Force, my team, uh, is given, not that I went to the Air Force, I've always been been a big fan going back to the 80s when they really started playing option football and have continuously ever since given two and a half points to Washington State. Washington State has uh, not been very good this year. Air Force has been pretty darn good, um, not playing near the schedule, I, I will concede. But I think that option keeps Washington State's offense on the sideline, and it's hard to get a rhythm if you're sitting watching the other team grind out first downs. Yeah, see, I think the opposite. I think this is higher scoring. I think it's more of an up-tempo, which which leans towards Washington State. This is one I actually did study because at first glance I would have gone with the Mike Leach team. But um, I don't know. I looked at Air Force. They are pretty good, and I, I think they're – they're they're going to beat a Washington State team that isn't playing very well. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm biased, but I've also um, sat up for a lot of late nights uh, and got that late game involving Air Force. You know, they've beaten some decent teams like Wyoming this year, so I like it. Move along to December 28th, the Camping World Bowl. It's a Camping World Stadium, uh, amazingly enough, in Orlando, Florida. It's a coincidence, right? I, it was, you know, I thought it was probably going to play it somewhere else, but nope. It turns out they're playing in the stadium named after the bowl. Orlando, Florida. I've been to a game there last year, or year before when Alabama played Louisville. I think it was last year. And um, and the place did it flood or the water? Did something happened in that stadium. It's just not a great, great stadium. I, I, I'll tell you something else though. I've been to a WrestleMania at that stadium. And that was fun. Didn't flood for that. So anyway, uh, Notre Dame's giving three and a half points to Iowa State, and I'm just not a Notre Dame believer. I think they're kind of a when they don't get to a New Year's Bowl or you know a, a New Year's Six type bowl, they they probably aren't going to be super motivated either. And I think Iowa State's just been really well coached team for a long time. Here's how tough it is to be a coach at Notre Dame. Chip Long was a Broyles finalist. Their offense coordinator was a finalist for the Broyles Award last year because they were one of the best assistant coaches in the country. This year they got rid of him after the season, after going 10-2. and two. I mean, Notre Dame's 10-2. and two. I know they got blown out by Michigan, so everybody kind of thinks. Their losses were to Georgia and Michigan. They're still a ranked team. Who were their wins over? I, That's what I thought. They beat Navy pretty bad. They beat some, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, Navy's what they Beat Coast Guard, too, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, the point being, when they are better than a team, they've beaten them pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're going to be a lot better than Iowa State. I admit I fell for the Notre Dame bias. And it's only three and a half. I think it's yeah, an inflated I mean, line, too. I think I'm getting uh, I'm getting gold with three and a half. Well, here. Cyclones. Again. 
Yeah, we'll see. They're seven and five. Notre Dame's ten and two. All right, now, now we're moving to a to what is called a New Year's Six Bowl, even though it's not played on New Year's this year. The Cotton Bowl Classic in Dallas at Jerry World Stadium. Penn State giving seven and a half points to Memphis, which has undergone a coaching change. I don't think I think Memphis is going to have the edge and motivation, and you know they're they're punching up and chance to prove themselves. And I don't I'm not buying. And I've liked Memphis this year. I've seen them live. They do have a very explosive offense. They do have some playmakers. I don't think they can win the, win on either side of the trenches, and I don't think they can stop Penn State from running the football. So I'm going Penn State, as are we all. Yeah, and Penn State has a good coaching situation anyway. I'm, I, I think James Franklin's a really good coach, probably underrated coach. And if Norvell was still at Memphis, I'd pick Memphis, but that's just not the case. Penn State lost this kind of bowl game last year to Kentucky, another team that was kind of out to prove something in a – in a, in a pretty in a high quality bowl game, I don't think Penn State's going to have that happen again. Okay, well now we move along to the college football playoff semifinals. We have the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. Number one LSU given twelve and a half points to number four Oklahoma, and we all picked LSU, and that's a lot of points. You know, Heisman winners don't always show up in the postseason, kind of like you'd hope they would, but I, I just think LSU is way too powerful for them. I doubted LSU in the SEC title game. I Boy, think, did you. Yeah. I did, too. I didn't think they would cover, but they they didn't then some. Georgia covered up. Yes, they did. <laughs> and this game is in the exact same stadium as that one mm-hmm. was, getting Oklahoma. I, 12 and a half is a lot, but Oklahoma is the kind of team that tries to outscore people. Well, LSU will play that game just fine. Yeah. And Joe Burrow seems – he was my Heisman – my number one on my Heisman ballot. Which Who's I your guess, two and three? We can, you can reveal uh, this. Jalen Hurts was two. Whoa, Ch- you got them both in one game. Chase, yeah, that's right. Chase Young was three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Fields maybe, but I thought Chase Young was just one heck of a player. I'll tell you this now: if it, if if I had had a vote, which I did have for twenty five years, and I had had one more week to cast it, Malcolm Perry would have been in my probably third on my top three really? after seeing him live. Navy quarterback, you know, this is a guy who's he's, he is their offense, yeah. And he had 300 yards against Army. And I know Army's not great, but still, watching him play and knowing what he's contributed there, and you know, he's broken all their records and everything the single season stuff just to divert his Clarksville boy, but um, which is how I knew a little more about him. But it's really just the eyeball test if you, you know, he's a different type cat because he's running the option, but. Well, he runs it well. Well, and see, and I don't with Burrow. I don't. I think Burrow is like the opposite. Burrow would be a terrible a, option quarterback. <laughs> he would be. The when I think of the the quarterbacks that have not played well after winning the like Gino Toretta is one that you and I have talked about. That, saw him live. The, the, not playing well after the, winning the Heisman. The, he's one that jumps out to me. I think Burrow is the opposite personality of those guys. I think. I think he'll. I think he'll flourish at this level. What's amazing is going into the season, I think most people, if not for to attack of Iowa, they would have thought Trevor Lawrence was the best quarterback in college mm-hmm. football. And uh, if you look at the stats this year, Joe Burrow has more completions than Trevor Lawrence even has attempts. Yeah, uh, he's he's thrown for sixteen hundred more yards. And the, what LSU has done, I just don't think he. I don't think any of the three teams in the playoff can keep up with that. I, I just don't. Not after what I what they did to Georgia. 
If you hear Dabo Sweeney, though, you're probably using false math on Clemson. You're probably. Uh, not I will say uh, the, uh, the guy you mentioned, Trevor, has partly played in the fourth quarter this year, and Joe Joe has more, but and they kept Fair. throwing it. I, I don't know if that's. I'm not saying he has a lot of false stats. I would have voted for Joe Burrow first myself. I think uh, the point being how much LSU has done, yeah. versus who you would consider a very. It good took player. LSU something like 13 or 14 years consecutively of a head coach being Les Miles. Or Ed Orgeron walking into SEC media days and saying, "This year we're going to open up the offense." Before they actually did it and stuck with it, and it worked. Absolutely. So we move on to the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, Arizona, which is in the middle of nowhere. Because I've been there, it looks like a big camper van. From in the well, as you get farther off and you get a little closer to it, like a 1960s kind of kind of chrome camper van. Number two, Ohio State against number three, Clemson, which is giving two and a half points to the Buckeyes, who have not been really a good playoff team mostly when they made the postseason. Sometimes they trip up before, but we all think they're the real deal this year, and we all pick Ohio State and are taking that two and a half points. I think they're going to win outright and fairly easily. Yeah, I think they're going to win outright. Tougher schedule, schedule harder path. I think the comeback against Wisconsin also was the, if you survive this, you'll be better for it. And I think they are. Uh, that was one, I, I went into that thinking Wisconsin was really going to push them in that game. And they did for a while. But Ohio State, well, I agree, Ohio State was tough enough to win that game. This is tough, though. I, I, I do not like picking against Clemson in this kind of setting. I don't. Part of my, what I think is Clemson's kind of got, because they haven't played anybody, they've got this illusion of last year. that I, th- I mean, they're one of the best four teams, don't get me wrong. But they're not defensively what they were last year, especially up front. The only way I see them winning, and the, the way they might could, because I don't know how State's really built to stop this when you've got a good quarterback they've got to respect is to run the ball and run it well, which maybe they can do. I think LSU beats either one of these teams, but I, I this to me is a coin flip. I, I went with Ohio State partly because Clemson's favored by two and a half. I really do think this could be the kind of game that comes down. Yeah, Two-point game, one-point game, and you, yeah. win, you win your bet. Yeah. All right, our picks, of we call it picks of the week. These are really our picks of the early bowls. Um, these are our our premium picks, the one that I can I can bet on one of these games. I have to bet on one of these games. My bet is that Air Force minus two and a half against Washington State. Mine is Arkansas State minus three and a half versus Florida International for the Sun Belt versus Conference USA reason I mentioned before. I went with La Tech getting seven and a half at home against six and six Miami. I like all those. So that does it for this edition of Breaking Down the Doors. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. And remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcast. You can drop us a review or a rating while you're at it. And we hope you'll come back and catch edition two of this where we pick the rest of the bowl games and it starts to get more of the big bowls and the big names. Uh, I'm Tommy Dees. For Adam Sparks and Gentry Estes, that's it for this edition.